0: And she actually gave me an example of Mother Teresa. She's saying the whole world calls her Mother Teresa. She
1: didn't have a single child. Hi, I'm Anna Olson, and you're listening to We're Not Kidding, a podcast devoted to sharing stories surrounding the child-free life. As a life coach, I'm passionate about helping women feel confident and empowered in their choice not to have children. And I believe that by sharing our stories, we help break the stigma. So let's dive in. Okay, today I am speaking with Usha Sitaro, and I'm excited to have Usha on. Thank you for being here, and why don't you just dive in and tell us about yourself?
0: Hello, everyone, and thank you very much, Anna, for having me here on the podcast, and I uh, follow your Instagram stories, and that's how I got to know you when I listened to your podcast. So I'm Usha Siddharam, I live in London and I'm originally from India and I am uh, one half of a child-free uh, family. So uh, I've been married for a very long time. Initially, when we got married, we, didn't, we thought that someday probably we'll have a child. And then over the years, as we navigated, we, we got more comfortable with the way we were living and we were very happy to be child-free. Now uh, we travel a lot, so I write all my uh, travel adventures on a blog. And sometimes I do write about my child free journey. And sometimes uh, when people ask me certain things, especially with holidays coming, and you get a lot of questions, and how normally when I'm in a social gathering, how I navigate stuff, and how sometimes it's funny the comments that come through to you from people, sometimes you get vexed with saying that, oh, you're answering the same questions. And then you start thinking that, do I need to answer those questions? But uh, it's been a very fruitful journey. I would mm. say that that it was a nice way to find yourself because most of the time, uh, the society tells you saying that the natural progression or the natural order is saying for any Any human being is procreation. So it's fed from a very, very young age saying that that's what is your natural progression. So For me, uh, it was quite liberating to know I have a choice and I'm going to accept, take this choice and that makes me very happy and that makes me very, very comfortable or very content with my choice was a penny drop moment for me. And the joy that brought uh, to me and as a couple, for us saying that, oh, this is what we want to do. And that made us very peaceful and happy about a life
1: choice. Yeah. I love what you said there. I might not get the phrasing that you used exactly right, but it's a way this choice can be a way of finding yourself. I think that's True. huge. I think that was, that was definitely my experience. And I think sometimes people look at parenthood and see, wow, that's a way to really catalyze growth in yourself and to really hit your next level as a person. And I think that being child-free, though it's not in the same capacity of like being responsible for a child and, and having to navigate that, it's still as valid of a way of finding yourself. So I wanted to highlight what you said there. I really loved that. And then also, I'm curious, you mentioned your penny drop moment. Was there a catalyst for that penny drop moment? In the,
0: over the years, what had happened was um, initially when we got married, and then we used to laugh it out, or when people would say, saying that, oh, uh, uh, we are originally from India, and it's very common for people to constantly badger you with saying that, when are you going to have a chat? When are you going to have a chat? So, because, because that is a natural progression over the time. What happened was we used to get, it, it used to annoy us so much. It used to make us all the way saying that, no, I'm not going to have a kid just to answer somebody. There were lots of various um, arguments people would put forward for us and saying that, oh, that's that's how you grow up. That's how you learn things and that's how uh, you mature. And there have been arguments where people would say that, oh, you should have a child when you're young so that, you know, you Uh, Take care of them, and you could still be doing all what young people do. And uh, for me to be able to enjoy my life, I don't need a child to complete that. So I think the more the people argue with us, the more it made us, you know, saying that oh that doesn't work for us, that doesn't work for us. And the last argument, which is uh, given, I think across the world, somebody to take care of you when you get old. That at many levels uh, actually makes me very very uncomfortable and also my husband saying that you are going to procreate and you're going to bring forth a human being with that thought in your mind that you've cast that child into a mold saying that that is the purpose of that child that it's going to come to this world and take care of you that at many levels, we we couldn't agree to that thought, saying that you have a child because you want to have a child and take care of the child and uh, uh, give a good life to the child, make a good human being. That is an argument uh, I would take. But still, we were not ready to do that because the things that happen in this world, there's so much that's going on. Uh, in the world now, but even a couple of decades back. And we used to think that it's, is it worth bringing a human being into this chaos that's already there? Yeah. Uh, And there is sometimes you would feel that saying that it's so difficult navigating for us to understand. And then in that, if you bring a child, is it worth it? Is it really, really that important for us? Will that make us happy? Initially, it was more about we wanted to be fully settled and financially very well to take care of a child. And then it became more and more about will we be able to take care of the child emotionally? Yeah. Be, like Be there and uh, not fail a single time as well. I know there are people who would uh, add a drop of a hat saying that, yes, I'm ready to do that. But we were not those people. We were not ready to... Do that because i think individually both of us would feel extremely responsible if something uh, we were not able to take care of the child well and i'm more from the emotional part of it emotionally and socially whatever happens around uh, a child and over the years as i was growing up i've seen a lot of families they have kids within my family as well and out of observation where they find it very difficult raising a child when I say difficult uh, it's emotionally very challenging that is a part people do not understand and what happens is that emotionally not being able to take care of the child you you pass it on to the child and that that part of it was very 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 important for me saying that Mm. in some ways we pass on the trauma genetically. And that was important for me not to do that. And for me to understand that I will not be one of those people who is going to pass it on to the child. And for my husband, that was one of the things. And for him, he was very, very conscious about the environmental impact of having a child. Is it worth having a child? There's already so many so much of population on uh, do we have that much of resources I know that sounds very maybe people think that it may not be right but for us that was very very important especially as an individual for my husband that was very important for him to think through saying that by me bringing a human being into this world what 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 additional value is it going to bring me apart from the joy it might bring me or my family is—is is that joy worth all the hassle? And will I be able to protect the child? When I say protect, it's more. There are a lot of things that are there in this world that you need to be prepared to give the child a very safe and a good uh, upbringing
1: mm-hmm.
0: for the child to grow up and be a responsible and morally and ethically a good human being. Yeah. Will be that was very important for us so while on this journey we were very clear then saying that okay we're not going to have um, birth children we're not going to have natural children so over the over the time when we saw that there's there's still a lot of kids who are abandoned or they don't have families and we thought of adopting and we went through that process and that was a penny drop moment for us mm. so when in- we we were reading through the material and we were reading through, because there's a lot of uh, psychologists and there are a lot of books that are recommended when you're going through the adoption process. And it, it gives you an insight into the human mind and how it evolves and how it requires love and affection and how it, a minor alteration and that changes the behavior of a child and when it grows. And when we were reading those books and we were, following through that process. Obviously, that process is a very gruesome process in the UK and it's a very, very bureaucratic process. So while we're going through the process, that is when it was my husband who said that, you know, like, we are complete. We don't need, in the sense of the progression, the natural progression for us to grow up, we don't need a little person to complete us. Yeah. We, the two of us, we are a, we are a family and we, are content with that and that was a penny drop moment for me and that made me realize saying that what actually I was trying to do was I was trying to role play what was fed into me saying that I for me as a natural progression for the next step would be for me to have somebody to take care of a little person and little human being and I was trying to fit myself into a mold, And when I realized that I don't need to do that, that was a very, very liberating moment for me. It was was like I found myself, the real authentic myself. And that was a very joyful moment for me. It is such a simple truth, but because the way you're conditioned uh, by the society, you actually fail to see truly what you are and truly what you want, what makes you happy cuz you're trying to fit yourself into a mold going through the process was very good for us because it brought us that moment of truth
1: wow i love that i love how even going back to sort of the beginning when you guys were getting all the questions and even still in the position of thinking you might have kids one day and then realizing that these questions were not sitting well with you and using them as almost like a mirror or a prompt to explore your values or explore what would be in alignment if this isn't is really cool. And then this whole other, you know, going down the adaption route, really digging into what does this being need to thrive, uh, emotionally, socially, um, in all those ways. And and then your husband reflecting that you guys are complete. And I love how you're holding up this, like the, prog- the natural progression. I'm going to quote unquote, the natural progression that we're told for our lives versus our own personal natural progression is maybe more of an individual process. True. And I'm curious if you were to sort of rewrite that for yourself like what was your natural progression in contrast to the one that we're conditioned to seek out for
0: me the natural progression was up until that particular point of time my natural progression was it was conditioned saying that i uh i'm incomplete i i need to As a family, for us to be complete, there should be a child. But when I understood in my heart, when it was clear to me that I don't need anything else to complete me. And there was a whole avenue opened up for me saying that what makes me truly happy, I could see it much more clearly. You know, like I got involved into blogging. I got involved in a lot of charitable activities. And more importantly, I learned to voice myself well. I learned to articulate myself and say certain things very, very well, saying that this is who I am and this is what makes me happy. And that was a natural progression because I think what used to happen up until that particular point of time was I would I would curtail myself from saying certain things, saying that, oh, I, I don't want to say that or I don't want to offend somebody. or uh, There are a lot of friends who, who have known me uh before and who've known me now and they can see the difference in me as a as a person how I have evolved and how I get involved without any inhibitions into things that I love otherwise I would think a lot about those pros and cons of that should I be doing this should I be not doing this I think at the back of my mind there was a lot of these conversations that were weighing me down and which were not letting me be myself It opened a lot of avenues for me, which was which were always there, but I failed to see them before. Mm. In 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 a way, we're taught saying that progression is um is is children, but actually, truly, it's not. progression is uh, also you being yourself, loving yourself as you are, and accepting what how you are, and um, moving on with that. Without my knowledge, I was trying to hold back on all those things. It was quite healing for me, that journey was. I'm still evolving. There's a quote, if I'm not wrong, by Maya Angelou, where she talks about, uh, I know a lot, but there's still a lot of scope for me to learn. But I know I know a lot now. But until I make the progression of learning that, I wouldn't know that I know a lot. But there's still a lot to learn as well. So uh, that quote actually really helps me a lot uh, in, whenever I think of uh, the journey uh, that I went through. And it was once when I reached that stage, it was very important for me to speak out and say that this is, this is who I am. This is what we chose as a family for us. The moment when you say that, oh, by choice, we don't have children, there is some sort of an anger or some sort of a negative feeling which comes towards you so that is something that I would like that to gradually change and that is again is because as a society we're not used to that we are not used to having people not having children by choice so it's a natural reaction as a human being to react to something with a fear that you're not aware of Mm. that's a that's uh, something that you don't know you immediately react with saying that's something unknown and I should be I should be either fearful of that or I should be very careful of that the more you talk about it the more you make it uh, it's a choice and also it what is right for you only you get to choose not like only I can decide for myself I'm not saying that is the right choice for everybody else but you have a choice to make for yourself. And right. that's what, as a couple, you should be talking through and understanding what is going to make you happy as a as a human being and as a couple.
1: Yeah, and I love your example and holding up that. It, it was coming back to yourself and realizing that you are complete and, and no longer searching to become complete by becoming a parent. And I think that that is such an important message. It's really to, you know, no matter where you are on the decision. And I think even for parents, I think that's the work of every human to recognize that I am complete as I am and find that inner peace and confidence, because I think it's easy to always be searching outside of ourselves. And I just love that you highlighted that. And also that, you know, you talking about I'm that you're still evolving. And I think that that is so beautiful I think that's very much part of the the human journey true true and this is
0: out of out of experience I'm saying sometimes what happens is you think linearly actually progression is not linear it doesn't go only in one direction it it travels in multi-directions that is one thing we need to realize and I was having this chat with one of my friends and I was asking us why is it that the society puts such a huge burden of motherhood on a woman why does it sell it to you saying that that's like a that's a crown that you must have and then I was trying to ask her saying that is it you know like am I less worthy of it she said something I still hold it uh up until now and she was saying that I don't know why you're getting confused with procreation and motherhood like she was saying there are lots of people in this world who take care of you know so many so many different things but not necessarily they have to procreate for that and she actually gave me an example of mother teresa she's saying the whole world calls her mother teresa she didn't have a single child and she's saying you you are just getting bogged down by one your own thoughts and what actually people are expecting from you what you've been taught from a very young age you need to break out of the thought model. And actually, when she said, you know, like she, she didn't procreate, but the whole world calls it Mother Teresa. That gave me a lot of thought. And that was very beautiful. Uh, and I always remember that thought has been sold to us in a specific way. We see progression as procreation. Progression not necessarily means procreation. You can progress in, in many, many ways. Mm. You don't need to procreate. And. I'm not saying that procreation is wrong. It is not for me. That was not going to give me the joy or happiness. I will not progress by having a child. That that was very clear to me.
1: I love that example. The distinction between motherhood and procreation. You know, like we can all be nurturing. True. Yes.
0: Yes. That's what I was actually getting confused with saying that, is that, does that mean that I am not a nurturing person? I'm somebody who stifles people. And I think that was having a very negative effect. And and she actually has a friend because she knows me for over the years. And she was able to break that barrier and saying that, no, you're, you're going in the wrong direction at the moment. The way you're thinking, that's not where you should be thinking. And she steered me away from that. And I actually always think of that example of Mother Teresa. And you can give back without procreating.
1: Yeah, I'm curious about how did you come to accept yourself as complete? It sounds to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, you were pursuing the idea of parenthood and, and sort of that completion, like this is the progression, this, I will be complete when, um, and then to make that switch, to be like, no, I already am complete. How did you do that?
0: by nature I like to be very prepared I, I I plan everything so like I want to study this I want to do this and I, I, I would like to be working here so so as a part of that I was also I think in that natural progression for me it became saying that oh if next I should be doing this I think what that what it meant was I think I had to break that habit of saying that I'm you know like I I need to be here Mm. basically I was trying to tell myself saying that I need to be here I need to be here so the moment when you stop saying that I don't need to be I am here and I'm happy that's what the realization I had to have but it was a journey in the sense like I had to try different kind of things like I um I think I did a little bit of what you would call spiritual shopping so saying that I was I was looking at looking at of meditation options and um uh, a different kind of um you know like I I look at Reiki and maybe you know I need to clear some blockage in my me or something but actually that was really helpful in a sense for me it one used to help was us. I used to do the meditation while I was walking or things like that so I would go on morning walks so while I was walking in the woods when I started doing that so when you say meditation it's basically you're concentrating on your breath and being outside in the nature is to break the pattern the way I used to think mm. so that was a journey so that is what when I was doing those sort of things which then I started realizing saying that it's the way probably I'm thinking, the way I'm thinking that there has to be a linear progression saying this after this and this, there is a, I need to change the way I need to think. That was, that helped me a lot. Yeah.
1: It sounds like a journey of becoming more present, uh, more conscious in the moment. True. True yeah which takes you out of your thinking brain the one that's planning the next steps and brings you cognitive. fully into the moment
0: exactly so basically it was more of into I mean afterwards I read quite a lot and then I came to it's it's more to do with your cognitive behavior theory because what happens is when you're constantly in a loop of thinking it actually creates a false environment in your brain and then you keep looping back and forth into that so there are these um, apps now you have for uh, cognitive behavior therapy. So it tells you uh, it, it's basically breathe in and breathe out. And one of the important things out of that I learned is because I started one of the way I learned to break through uh, the way I used to think was do things which I would normally not do. Mm. So, Like, for instance, I'm a person who likes to be very planned. I would plan impromptu trips. I would just say that, uh, I would call up my friend and say that, oh, do you want to go tomorrow on a trip? We'll just go, we'll take a train, we'll go here, and then we'll see how the day goes. And those kind of things helped me understand myself better. So when I used to do that, one, I say enjoy myself a lot. And that used to give me an understanding of saying that sometimes you don't need to be always planning everything in your uh, your path. So I think I had to understand myself and break certain patterns and be happy with myself. That's what made me realize saying that um, I'm complete in myself. I was looking outside of myself for something which uh, which was already there in me. All I had to do was uh, accept myself as I am. Mm. So that, in a way, um, actually, it had nothing to do with uh, having a child at all. It was just accepting myself. So sometimes, um, in my case, it, it made be content and be happy. So I think the most important part of here is you have to accept yourself as you are and try and find yourself first, who your authentic self is. So that authentic self could be for somebody else having a child. And for me, it was having, being complete in myself and being happy as I am.
1: Mm, Yeah, that's beautiful. Wow. And I love your, you know, how you pushed yourself outside of your comfort zone, like to be a little more spontaneous or to break your habits. And in those moments or in those exercises of doing that, it helped create a more clear picture of yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Something you touched on earlier that uh, maybe we could circle back to, I'm curious about why do you think it's important to voice and articulate that you are child-free or that child-free people are child-free? Why do you think that this is important to have out there?
0: Out of my experience, there are a lot of things, there are certain comments that I've heard, and there are a lot of other comments uh, that I have seen my friends go through, and which I don't think so any person should go through that. As a human, very unkind things to say to people and also I come from a community where and a country where having a child is put on a pedestal and if you don't have a child it has a very negative connotation and you could be uh, outcast from a from your local community and it has a lot of negative uh, effects on you so I'm not bothered by that but I think there are a lot of people who are uh, extrovert who like to be part of of the larger communities. It takes a very, very difficult emotional toll on them when they have to go through that. For me, I had a lot of supporting, very few good friends who support, who might not have understood why am I going through this child free journey, but they were there with me, whether they understood or not, they stood by me. Not everybody has that. Uh, So That is why it, it's very important for me to voice that and also for people to know that this is also a way of life and this is a choice and we shouldn't be unkind to people like for instance I, I want to give an example there's somebody very close to me and she's child free and she was told by a, a well-known doctor she was going through for some, some something and she was told you should be lucky that your husband has not left you and that actually traumatized me and her when I heard that thing that we shouldn't be living in a society which tells women or anybody saying that you know like you're lucky that you have a good life it's not your luck it's your choice and I would like to talk more and make it more open and so that people are aware that these are choices and we shouldn't be put in a position to hear such comments. Yeah. Uh, which can traumatize you for a very, very long time and which takes a long time to heal from. It's as good as when somebody comes and says that uh they're going to have a child. It's it should be in the same page as when somebody comes and says that, you know what, I've designed I'm not going to have a child. It should be it should be equated. It should be on the same grounds. One shouldn't be put down. Uh, from the other, so I have. I also do not want to start that battle of them versus us. Right. We should be able to accept our choices as we are. So we should be able to uplift each other and support each other. And as a, as a society, we should have both. We should listen to both sides and let both sides thrive and not make one feel less than the other. Yeah, so that is important for me. Is to, I think there are certain comments come your way is because people are not aware that it's a choice that you have, and also that it makes that person happy. So by uh, saying unkind things, you're making that you're you you're taking the happiness away from such a person, and that's not a good thing. And I'm I want to talk more about it so that people are aware that you are saying unkind things and it's making people people unhappy. I think we uh, as human beings sometimes don't know what we are saying and the impact of words that can leave people wounded. Mm. So that it's very important for me to um uh, to have these kind of voices in the world.
1: Yes, yes. And thank you for being one. I think it is, like you said, it is important. Yeah, being a voice, speaking up, helping people understand that this is a choice and that people who choose to be child-free can have as much joy around that choice as people who choose to have a child. Exactly. And and helping them see that it's just as exciting and to to be able to congratulate someone on this choice because it is something to be celebrated rather than question it and risk the trauma like you were expressing and like your friend experienced.
0: True. And it does take a great deal of courage to do that as well, because you are going against the wind. Like you're standing quite tall and saying that, no, this is not what I want to do. So instead of pushing such a person, I think we should try and be there for uh, such people. And that's why I was talking about my couple of my friends who were there. They probably didn't understand why I was taking this uh, step, but They were there with me. So I Mm. think that also shows a lot of compassion and trying to understand the other person's point of view. I think that is also very important. So I think the reason why it's very important to talk about this is so that we are more compassionate in understanding other people's choices.
1: Yeah, I think a lot about compassionate curiosity. I think that's the way I like to say it. Compassionate curiosity to me feels like if you're in that mindset, And you may not relate to someone else's choices, but it, it it puts you in a different space than judging. I think it's like, if you're compassionately curious, it's really hard to be judgmental um, because you're coming with an open mind. You're trying to understand on some level, maybe you're not going to relate, but you're trying to conceptualize the other person's reality without judging it. True there's
0: a, I think there's a video on uh, uh by Brené Brown on this about empathy and sympathy and that's actually very mm. beautiful uh how you can empathize with people without understanding what they're going through all you need to do is empathize with them not sympathizing them when somebody's saying that oh I've been through that or you know that's, that's actually a very beautiful little clip she's done uh, I think it's there on YouTube where she defines empathy she differentiates it from sympathy and how you can empathize with people. And also that comes from a place, empathy comes from a place where you don't know actually what the other person is going through, but you're going to the person and saying that, see, look, I don't know what you're going through, but help me help you. Yeah.
1: I heard her speak recently um, talking about how her current take on empathy is it's not necessarily walking a mile in someone else's shoes, it's believing them. When they tell you their story, and I think that that's kind of at the heart of this too, right? Like part of I think what child free people come up against is I'm sharing my choice, and I'm being faced with comments and questions rather than just believing that this is right for me. And I think that that is sort of the pain point, and and it goes in reverse. I think that I talk a lot from the child free perspective, but I'm sure that you know, child free people can, can and do judge parents, right? Like can say that that's the wrong choice that we shouldn't be having kids in the current status of the world. But I think what we need to do is take a step back. And when people are sharing whatever their choice is, parent, not parent, you know, whatever their journey has been, even not related to kids, we just believe them. True, true.
0: And that's where like it comes from a place of empathy and compassion rather than saying that like I've been through that and it's not difficult or that comes from uh not understanding I think so and you just instead of trying to understand you just you skipped the layer and then jumped over to the conclusion path.
1: Right. yeah, jumping to the conclusion and skipping everything that comes in between. Yeah, as we wrap up, I'm curious if you would be willing to share any advice or encouragement you have for the listeners who are navigating any part of this journey, whether it's the decision or dealing with the pushback or the self-doubt or the finding themselves, what, what would be your advice?
0: One of the important things that helped me a lot is uh, I would I would advise that everybody's everybody is boundaries set set the boundaries very very clearly and while you're setting the boundaries they're not easy they will be uh, it'll be difficult but at that particular point when you're setting the boundaries understand what is going to in the long run make you happy there are certain boundaries which might which you would set now. And it might lead to heartbreak for you, but that heartbreak or that thing will be temporary. That is an understanding that comes from within what you're willing to accept, how much of it is okay for you and how much it's not okay for you. So that again comes back for you to understand what is okay for you and what is not okay for you. And the boundaries keep changing is what I've I've seen. Yes. The boundaries that I've said today in two months time or four months time may not be there or they've expanded as well or they've contracted but boundaries are very very essential Uh, I would say that understand what is okay for you what's not okay for you and one thing I would say is nobody gets to tell you what you can be only you tell yourself what you want to be so I would say that you have a choice and you make the choice and believe in yourself because I think somewhere in my life, I lost that ability to say that only I get to tell myself what I can be, um, not somebody else. And the last thing is self-care. We forget to take care of ourselves. It is in those self-care moments is that you actually truly find what makes you feel happy and what makes you truly content. And boundaries will be my main advice to people. And it really worked for me. So that's coming from an experience.
1: Yes, agreed. I I second that. Uh, boundaries are huge and have been huge for me and navigating this. And, and I love what you said, which is also so true, is they change. They change with, I think, you know, your own progression, your own healing, your own evolution as a person, your boundaries are going to change and that's okay. And they can change. Like, I think I, when I was first learning boundaries, I kind of saw them as static or, um, you know, you set it and it was always going to be that way, but that's not the case. And it's okay to change them. Yeah. It's a sign of growth. It's a sign of change. It's a sign that you're in a different position that you were than when you set that boundary. So yes, okay. that, boundaries are huge. They, you know, it's, i like to think of, it's a little bit of discomfort, especially when you're first setting a boundary or, or getting used to setting boundaries. Like think of it as risking a little discomfort now for gains in the future, gains in that relationship, being able to protect that relationship. You know, it might save resentment. You know, if you don't set that boundary, are you going to resent that person? And is it going to deteriorate your relationship?
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah. So beautiful advice and the self-care. Oh yes. Important because- Especially when you're doing this work of of setting boundaries, of seeing what's okay with me, what's not okay with me, of learning that like it's a lot. It's a lot of mental and emotional processing. And taking that time to take care of yourself is important. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. And um, I know you mentioned you have a blog. I'm curious if you would like to mention that so people can look it up and Also, if people would like to connect with you after hearing this episode.
0: Mostly I write about travel and random musings. I have whatever goes into my brain. I just throw it out into the ether and see what comes back. And sometimes it gives me clarity and sometimes I understand myself much better actually. And uh, I also have an Instagram page where I share my travel photographs and sometimes uh, random musings and sometimes use for my window and things like that. And my blog is called Kuante Poppy. So uh, it's C-O-I-N-D-E-S-B-O-P-B-Y.com. And my Instagram handle is at Usha Sita, U-S-H-A-S-I-T-A.
1: Awesome. I will link those up in the show notes. And I just want to say thank you so much for being on the podcast, for sharing your, your wisdom and your insight and your experience. I'm very grateful. And it was lovely having you.
0: Thank you so much. And I love your work. And I always, like, you know, I find it always makes me smile. And I, we need more people like you who share, you know, like those little reels and little videos that you do. And they, we really do need them. And it puts a smile on people's face. And when you think of the choices, and then you look at those videos and it, it really it, it really perks me up. And I think you're doing a brilliant job. And I would wish you all the very best. And I wish you write a book. That's nice. <laughs> that's my request
1: <laughs> well thank you so much I I so appreciate that and um yeah maybe a book maybe a book one day why <laughs> not like you that I love that thank you all right I'll catch you next time hey listener real quick before you go if you're curious what it might be like to work with a coach around any aspect of your child-free life or the decision to have kids in the first place you can book a free 45-minute clarity call with me through my Instagram page. My handle is at Coach Anna Olson, and you'll find a link to book your session in the link tree. I cannot wait to talk to you.